The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. America, welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on. Saturday morning, <laughs> trying to get all my days together. Oh, they just run together. Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. If you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, you're on Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion, please head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and scroll down right there on the right. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio right there. And you can also catch that live video feed as well on my Twitter account at FPP. Tim Periscope is setting brush fires. Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com and also DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. You can also catch us on Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And uh, if you want to chime in, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. We're going to be on the topic of the tyranny that's going on in the UK. The reason we co- we're covering much of that, one is Kate's been giving us some, some great people to talk to over there. But also, this is the forerunner for what's coming to America. It's really hard over there. They're really pressing it over there. And the people are starting to press back. And people are already doing that here in the U.S., which is good. And that's why we need to keep the tyrants at bay, if you will, and even rid ourselves of them. If you want to call in and make a comment or something like that, uh, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. And I told Kate she's making me nervous because coming in when she does... And uh, so she's here, and we lost the video here for some... Okay, there she is. All right, we're going to bring Kate up in just a moment, okay? But what I want to do is last week when we were covering her and Dr. Kevin Corbett on Downing Street, we lost the video feed, and a lot of you you guys were, what's going on, what's going on? Well, Kevin's battery died, (laughs) okay? Um, Video pulls a lot, and then being out there on the streets and things. So I think they're going to sort that out next week uh, at Trafalgar Square. But some of you may have wondered, well, what happened? And you found a lot of uh, videos of what took place there. Um, And what I wanted to do was just kind of open the show. And then Kate's got some information, both uh, from the tyranny and also from the good, the people who are standing up uh, to share with us this morning, as well as promote what's going on next week. Trafalgar Square, you know, you guys saw it. Tens of thousands of people were there. 
And the media over in the UK said, oh, you know, a few hundred people showed up. Everybody knows that's a lie. I mean, <laughs> you just take the snapshot of what we were just filming, and there were more than a few hundred there. So let me show you a couple of videos of what took place after uh, Kevin's, cor uh, Kevin's uh, camera went down. We couldn't get a connection back for those who have not seen it. And uh, I think you'll find this very interesting. <laughs> You can see they're trying to get Kate out of the area where she was speaking, Downing Street. And watch the cops. Watch these cops. There are hundreds of them. See them? And they're going to try to pick her off. And for those who are on Red State Talk Radio, there's a group of people surrounding Kate. There's a group of people surrounding Kate, and there's, I don't know, about a dozen officers trying to get inside here. And, whoops. Having some trouble here. Guess I'm pulling a lot of bandwidth. So you've got at least a dozen cops in here pushing people away to get to Kate. And then they pull her away, and then they start pushing off on all the people that were there who were walking with her. They leave the counter-protesters alone. They leave the provocateurs alone. You'll see those guys standing on the side over here in just a little bit, and they try to manhandle Kate. And you'll see what's going over here. They've already separated her out. And the guy in the red vest, I believe, is Levi Benjamin. I'll let Kate correct that in just a minute, uh, those who can't see it. But he's trying to intervene on her behalf. She's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about eight cops around her um, trying to push people, maybe nine. Uh, I didn't catch the female that was back there. And you can see, look at what they're doing. They're cornering in, in here um, in an attempt to arrest her. And though she looks distraught here, you, you'll see in a little bit, she's smacking hands away going, how dare you touch me? Don't touch me. Um, okay, I think that's enough of this one. I want to bring you up to another one. Uh, and I know for guys listening by Red State Talk Radio, you can't hear that. Uh, so what I want to do is uh, just give a quick one here. Uh, this is what was going on there in the corner. And she's telling the cop not to touch her, and she's telling him that she hasn't broken the law. And she takes time to put her shoes on. <laughs> and she's explaining what's going on there and what took place. All right. Now, with that said, you you got kind of a good idea. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna save this one.
uh, for last, this this one with Mark Steele, okay? But uh, I want to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani. And Kate, I got to pull you up here, so go ahead and uh, share with us. What's your thoughts on this? I mean, you look distraught at the moment, but you were still holding your own there. What was going on? I wasn't, I actually wasn't distraught at okay. all. I was somewhat bemused because... Uh, <laughs> I knew I hadn't broken the law. Incidentally, the guy with the red puffer jacket, that's not uh, Levi Benjamin. Okay. Levi Benjamin um, came later. And what you don't see on that footage is that there's um, there's actually loads more cops in an arc at both ends of the road. And then there was a huge semicircle formed around me. The guy in the red puffer jacket and the blue jeans, I think, is a cop. Because that's what they wear. They wear red and blue so the rest of the cops can identify them as undercover. Because he was on his own, I can't. I can't see you, Tim. Have I lost you? No. Uh, this is the way I've got Zoom set up. You see the you see the the show just as I do. So you're seeing yourself right now, oh, and then okay. when we do other things, that'll be it. All right. So yes. Yeah, so um, ahead. I I I knew I hadn't broken any laws. And what was really interesting about the footage, there was a guy who just given me a book that um, they'd written on niacin, a Polish guy, and he was great because he ran alongside me. And he got up on the wall, so he filmed it from all different angles, and that's why you can hear me talking. So they actually said they weren't arresting me. But a little bit later, a police officer came in front of me and said, I'm de-arresting you. Well, I've never been arrested or had my rights read. So they actually had no legal right to to that young cop. I mean, you look really young, the cop who got me by the arm and pushed it on my back, and it actually hit me in my chest. He had no right to touch me, but he. I know that the Metropolitan Police has just taken on a load of new recruits, and they've only done half the amount of training uh, because one of my patients' uh, son has been taken on and she was telling me. So he looked really young. So when I slapped his hand and get, said, get off me, social distancing, I said, six, get away, six foot away. So uh, when I then said, he's just assaulted me, get him out, get him away from me. He started trying to say, and he said, no, I haven't, I haven't. I said, yes, you did, get away from me. So um, uh, at the end of it, what you don't see as well is, um, the, the huge cop to my left, a sergeant, he actually started talking to me and he did say he'd heard me all that time in speaker's pen and he told me he had a daughter and I said, you're going to get that vaccine and he said, yeah, we hear you. Uh, he shook my hand, so did the inspector who was Persian. As soon as I, I, could, I couldn't understand what he was saying to me, I said, I can't understand because of your mask, sir. So he t- took his mask off and that's when I realised from his accent he was Persian. So I asked him if he was Persian. He said yes. So I then switched to Farsi and spoke to him in Farsi. Um, that kind of changed his attitude a bit. And uh, as I as I walked away, there was a black cop as well, who I could see sort of smiling above his mask. So I put my hand out and he shook my hand as well. So uh, there was actually a female police officer who came in speaker's pen, which they have no right to come in there. She came in and she uh, she said, we've been listening to you over the road. We hear you. We're not going to get the vaccine. We're going to our union. So, of course, I've been, as you know, on the megaphone, giving it welly for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and I, I, think this is, I think this is good for the people to hear because uh, when they hear that there is there are those who are, you know, wearing the uniform, who are listening and who are paying attention, uh, now we need to encourage them to do the right thing. Instead of coming in with all the other guys trying to nick you off there, I'm using a little English term, they're trying to pick well, they, you they, off. They only senior officers around me and if you notice that they put the senior officers around me not the scallywags at the bottom <laughs> okay. <Choose your> side. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's good. We need to encourage those guys to do the right thing and to leave people who are not committing crimes alone. Those who are the provocateurs, those who are causing the you know, riffraff, that's who they need to. And see, we have the same thing here. We have people who will go out and then protest and they'll speak up. Uh, they get banned off social media, like yourself. People are asking where they can find you. They can find you on YouTube. They can find you on BitChute. They can find you on Bridie. Oh, I've got something good today. You can all find me somewhere. I'll tell you later. Okay. And so they're they're looking. They're they're doing this thing to to people who are speaking up lawfully and calling out the tyranny. But the guys who are you know in our in our country, the guys who are rioting and looting and doing all this other stuff. You know, basically, they've left them alone to do their thing. Now, some of them are being arrested, or at least that's what we're being told. But the problem is, is the pe- is, there's there has to be this movement to stand up. Now, you guys had tens of thousands two weeks ago in Trafalgar Square. You guys are planning another. Um, oh, this is the wrong thing. I have changed that out. Sorry about that. That is not. This is what we had from Peter yesterday. This is October the thirty first. Uh, I've got to put the other one back up there uh, so we can put that in. Uh, during the show but the thing in trafalgar square and you're expecting even more people uh i think you're actually going to be able to get a pa system in there you've got some guys wanting to to bring bring their construction trucks in there and really make a heyday out of this and this is great because the people have to stand up and say government you work for us you're not our rulers you're not our masters you're our representatives you are our servants if you will to do certain things that we've authorized you to do and you're leading that pack and doing it you know i thought about uh, somebody like Deborah, and some people use her and say, oh, well, she can be an authority of a man. No, 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 that's not what the Bible says. But what she did was she went to the king and she told him, you ought to be doing this. You've got to do this. This is what God has said. Here's God's law. you got to put this out there. And the king says, oh, will you, will you go out there? No, I'm not going to go out there, but I'll go out there with you. But this is your role to do. You're calling these people in office to do what they're supposed to do. And I think... In a, in a similar way to Deborah, you're calling them to do what it is. You're not saying, hey, I'm going to come do it for you. You're the ones who have to do it, and uh, and you need to do it lawfully so that you protect the liberties of the people and you do what Romans 13 says, and that's you bring punishment against the wicked. The problem is often in, those in government are the wicked. They're, they're doing the things that are unlawful. That's why they're in government, because they are wicked, most of them. That's why they get their jobs. People think that, you know, pedophilia... How does it all end up so high at the top? No, they get into that position of authority because of their deviance. And it's filthy, right to the top of all these jobs. And it literally needs to be, it needs a big clean out. And uh, I'm just going to switch my glasses here because they're, they're a bit strong and they're my bug eye ones. That's better. Um, so they, um, that's where it goes. You know, uh, I, I have been, well, I can't see now. These are dirty. Uh, I've been positioned and I can only say that this is divine intervention. I have met some of the most incredible people over the last uh, six months, but certainly in the last couple of months, it's gained momentum. I was just thinking of someone yesterday and said to my friend, I need to speak to this person. I've already spoken to him within an hour or so. He called me. I mean, this is how it's happening. There was a guy that I used to watch his TV show uh, not his person, but he was in this TV show, um, SAS Who Dares Wins. Well, he's not in it now. And uh, he wanted me to call him. And I, I went and met him and had something to eat. And I couldn't believe this incredible man that's doing um, rescuing trafficked kids. They actually got chased through the jungle, had to escape through the jungle when they'd done it. There was a, 
crew sent out to kill them. This is just last year. And I've connected him up with uh, John Wedger, who I believe is going to be on your show. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, he'll, the veteran. He'll, yeah, just so people know, he's a veteran. He's uh, rescuing kids. He's going to be on on Monday. So you don't want to yeah, miss John that. John Wedger is a retired cop. Oh, okay, okay. Right to the top. And, and and then the veterans do their whole thing for, you know, safeguarding kids. The guy I'm talking about who is the ex-TV personality is an ex-Special Forces. Uh, everybody knows him. And he started up something. And they have been doing incredible rescues um, overseas, Burma and everywhere. And I've connected, I, I sort of connected him with all the veterans, with John Wedger. They're all connected. It's unbelievable. It's like a jigsaw that has, has gained the most spectacular momentum and it's all being pieced together. And I, I am not organizing the event. You know, you get arrested for that and a 10K fine. Um, I am guest MC and um, this is an event I know of and it will make history. And I believe there are things going off all over the world on the 19th, the 19th of September. And, you know, there's veterans, there's nearly 5 million vest- veterans in the UK and they're behind me and I'm behind them and I'm going to be working closely with them. They are coming out, the uh, nurse whistleblowers, doctors, medics, scientists, professors, lawyers, politicians, whistleblower nurses. There is everything coming out the bag for this event and a whole host of live speakers from America. Uh, it's got everything going on. This is the people now. They're just sick of it. They just announced in the, in the UK uh, this buffoon, well, it's not even him, you know, he's just a puppet, announced that you can't have, you can't gather in more than six people. If you look at a lot of the Asian communities uh, and the African communities, they live in multicultural, sorry, multi-generation families. There's more than six people living in their houses. What, so they shouldn't gather? What, they got to throw out a few family members to fit the government nonsense? And it's not a law. It's not a law. So even the, I believe it's the conservatives have come out and said, this isn't right. So now the police have been given extra powers to arrest people that are gathering in groups of six. That's going to be really entertaining. Uh, I met a family yesterday. They're a family of seven. So who gets arrested there? They want the whole family. It's ridiculous. Now they've got these street marshals who have got absolutely no powers whatsoever to do anything. I mean, who would take a job like that? You utter blacklegs. Uh, you know, why do you want a job like that? You're going to be hated straight away on the streets, you foolish mob. Okay, um, all right. Let me. It, I got. I got to ask a question. I got to. Uh, black legs. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it's black legs were those when they had, you know, like the miners' strikes, and they went on strike for good reason for their rights. And then you would have those that would be black legs and go on the buses past the picket lines and go to work. So they would be called black legs. Okay, I got you. So, uh, you know, what are you, you stupid people thinking you're getting a marshal's job? Do you mm. not realize you're next for the chop? Yes. Um, what people need to do. And, you know, anyone who watches me, I'm, uh, I'm of the people, for the people. And, and I'm going to take this all the way. I'm going to absolutely take it all the way, running right to the very top for a position. This is all our futures. And God gave me this voice. And he gave me, you know, these letters to look like Bodicea. And um, who wears a green cape and uh, legs it down Whitehall with her high heels in her hand and, <laughs> and a tight dress? I mean, armed and dangerous with a pair of stilettos. 
They looked like utter fools. They didn't frighten me. I mean, what, they couldn't have felt very good about themselves. These were blokes. And so all they did was they just gave me even more publicity. I think I got something like 12,000 extra Twitter followers <laughs> well, overnight. Let's, let's, let's take something here, okay? Because we saw it. I, I, we saw what you did last week. We saw what Dr. Kevin Corbett did. He went and stood with you. He took the bullhorn too. Uh, we want to get, yeah, and we want to give props to Fiona for covering the camera there a little He's bit. A yeah. <laughs> so you guys went out there. You didn't plan it. You didn't. Well, you planned to go down there, but you didn't plan it as far as you you promoting it to people. So you didn't have a large crowd there. Stand Up X shows up. They're setting up to do their thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, you guys are going out, and and then what I showed at the first of the of the broadcast is what happened when the camera went down from Kevin. Now, you were expecting the next day, that was last Sunday, for the you know UK media, if we'll call them. The propagandists. Let's call them comics. Do yeah, not the, give them the, the comics. media. Yeah. <laughs> they are the lying liars of lies. Yeah, the, I, the propagandists, and I'm going to call them for who they are. Lee Harpin at the JC. I don't even know what JC stands for. I've been looking for that. And he can't spell. He made so many spelling errors. Does he not proof check his work before he presses? Well, publish? you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be one to hammer people on spelling checks because I do it, and I'm the only one that gets to look at it. And if anybody knows, if you're the only one that looks at it, you read right over your stuff thinking you wrote the right thing, and so sometimes I have that. But my problem was not so much with the sparing or grammatical errors, is his attack. It was a, it was a, it was a hit piece. It was a hatchet job. This is it from the JC. Everybody give Lee Harpin some props for how much of a lack of investigator he is, because what he says here in this piece about Kate, it's absolutely amazing. But a JC investigation can reveal that Ms. Shimarani, who regularly dismisses the COVID-19 crisis as a pandemic scam, which it is, you idiot, if you did an actual investigation. And by the way, let me throw this in because I often forget this, because I'm just wanting to speak the truth here uh, with Kate, and that is this. We're not here to give medical advice and all this other stuff that covers you know us from legal things. We're giving you information, okay? And I forgot to do that with my interview pre-recorded with D. Manny Mitchell yesterday, so I'm going to have to like tag that up in the first. But here's what he says. She is a believer in the Committee of 300 Conspiracy Theory, which paved the way for the notorious anti-Semitic forgery, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Well, I can tell you from talking with Kate, there is some concern about Zionists who control things. There's Folks, there's just no denying that. That is a fact and evidence. If you don't want to see that, you have your head in the sand. And if you're an American Christian especially, I know you've been propagandized by your churches uh, in the dispensational theology to say the modern state of Israel is somehow God's chosen people. They're not. Read the book of Galatians. Paul lays it out. He says, the ones who are the children of Abraham have the faith of Abraham. And if you won't believe Paul, believe the Lord Jesus. He looked at those who actually were from the pedigree. They were from the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they said, Abraham's our father. And he goes, your father isn't Abraham. Your father's the devil. Because if your father was Abraham, you would be doing the works of Abraham. You wouldn't be trying to kill me because I'm the one prophesied. I was the one promised to Abraham. To I was the seed promised to bless the nations. I mean, that's what he's getting at. So here's the issue. I want to ask you, and, and they try to label you to QAnon. Now, I know that is 
a bunch of hot air because you and I have had conversations about that. We both believe QAnon is a psyop. What, what do you? I want to let you speak to this. What do you believe about the Committee of Three Hundred? Well, I read that years ago, and uh, it's the same as when you read anything at the time. It's like reading Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. What you read in there, and then when you uh, um, start to apply it to what's happening now, I think it's a great book. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and when you start reading all the all the stuff that's behind it, 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 it all fits. The, the bit, incidentally, the bit about QAnon, I find hysterical because never once have I ever, ever been been put with that. Said I agree with it. Nothing. Nothing. I agree. So he's really a rubbish journalist. No, I agree. And and part. And let's let's. I need to read the committee of three hundred again. I actually loaned my copy to someone. Listen, let me give you a heads up, folk. Never, ever, ever loan your books out because even <laughs> your best mates will keep them. Trust me. That's fact. I know that. Festive, I, I have loaned many a books out for that. Two years later. I've loaned many a books out for that as well. And here's another one. Uh, let's, let's give a couple others. Um, here's the Times. Kay Shimarani, anti-vax leader. <laughs> is banned nurse who fears 5G network. No, this isn't the issue. The issue is opposition. The issue is if she feared it, she would just cower herself in a corner. She's not fearing it. She's wanting to uh, to go after those who are promoting this stuff because it is it has never been proven to be safe. In fact, there are studies that do show that there are problems with it. We We've put some of those in articles. There are studies that show that there are problems. And then there is another issue to where um, we have 5G at at least a 60 gigahertz was relegated to the Chinese military. That is a fact, folks. That is not something that Kate's coming up with or this, that, and the other. Those are facts. So what do you say here to the Times? I mean, sure, you're an anti-vaxxer. Who wouldn't be if they knew what was being put in these vaccines to be injected in your body? Most people, as you pointed out on the show before, wouldn't drink the stuff that they put in the vaccines, but they'll walk up and say, oh, you say this will make me okay. It'll, it'll put this, I don't know, uh, Star Wars kind of barrier around me from viruses and bacteria and whatever else that'll make me sick. Oh, yep, give me that. We're happy with that. But you're pointing out what's actually in those things. You're saying, why would you put this in your body? This is what it does to your body. Yeah, who wouldn't be an anti-vaxxer? The people writing this, let's see, Rosa Ellis and Dominic Kennedy. You people actually need to do your research and see what's in a vaccine. And how about writing an article on that instead of your propaganda hit pieces? Well, they can't, can they? Because it's paying their mortgages and paying their car loans, possibly paying for their children's school fees. So they're idiots because... um, First of all, if you start to uh, watch lectures by Dr. Barry Trower, who is a physicist, Dr. Catherine Horton, physicist, if you start reading all the papers out there on radiation, uh, it's it's terrifying. I remember when I first it sank in and I really started to study it. I actually cried, sat and cried with my head in my hands for my children. Um, it's it's not a telecommunications network. It's it's a network for spying on you which it will go through straight through your walls. It's a, a direct energy weapon system. It's like walking around with a gun at your head, the sides of your head like that. You can't even turn. It's with you and it's there to kill you. And uh, if it doesn't kill you in the direct uh, beam, you're going to get killed in the collateral damage very quickly with um, cancers that are going to grow like just 
wildfire. Um, it's going to be like setting bushfires under your backside. Um, but it, it's, uh, it is what it is. So when these people are writing it, um, uh, I, I just have to pity them because they've got kids, a lot of them. As for the vaccines, I've not, I've not yet really met any colleague, uh, apart from Kevin, really, who's a good one, but, and the nurses that are speaking out, you know, whistleblowers. You should see the whistleblowers on my phone and the stories. People are telling me, oh, my word, even a senior sister, just digressing, I had a text from a senior sister on a COVID-19 ward. That's, a, uh, that's, one of the, that's the top nurse who's running the ward. A senior sister on a COVID-19 ward is coming on the 19th. And she said, I'm her absolute hero for speaking out and she's behind me. So she clearly knows it's all rubbish. Um, but, you know, to say about vaccines, when you know what, what the ingredients are and then you know what each one of them alone does to your body, why anybody would want to inject them. And if you want to wonder, I was speaking to Pastor Casper yesterday. Uh, he's, he was a pop legend, not well, pop. He's a musician, played Woodstock last year, lives in America, amazing pastor. And he was telling me he had a beautiful horse, completely fit and healthy. I, I believe he said it was about 24 years old. Someone came to check it over a vet and gave it vaccines. He didn't realize now the horse is sick. It's got all different illnesses wrong with it. So, you know, that's what happens to humans. You take this beautiful child to the altar of sacrifice, the baby clinic, run by, you know, the health visitors and the midwives who don't know anything about what's in the vaccines. They really don't. Uh, if they did, they wouldn't be giving them. And if they were still giving them, they should be in a court of law for genocide. Um, so they then take these beautiful babies. They are telling the parents that they need them. They are, some of them are using coercion. Most of them are using coercion. Um, all of them actually are using coercion. Let's get this right. They're all using coercion because they're using the lies and BS from Public Health England and what they're being taught. They're not using their frontal lobe and thinking and advocating for that patient for themselves, nor reading the ingredients which they should. And they are assaulting those babies and they're robbing them of their lives and their health. And ultimately, it is their lives. No, I agree. I agree. I'm reading some of the comments in chat. Uh, you just can't keep this good woman down. An inspiration. Um, uh, th th we've, we've got some people like Michelle. Um, uh, yeah, I can see why they suspended her as a nurse. You can, Michelle. Are you a medical professional? Do you know what's going on? Let, Ooh, let's let take. Me that let, hang on. When when you answer it, let, answer it to this because I think this is important. This is. This is the headline out of the Daily Mail. Suspended nurse who compared public health restrictions to the Holocaust becomes the new face of anti-vax hysteria. And they say in here she has promoted bogus claims on social media that vaccines are poisonous. Okay, but this is the Daily Mail. Now, look, we reference the Daily Mail. Sometimes they have some actually decent reporting on certain things. But look at the stuff on the right. Uh, I don't even like to look at that. This is what they're really about. They're promoting this kind of garbage that's on the right, okay? But they, they say that she's promoted bogus things about vaccines are poisonous. Now, Kate, I, take time and tell people, what's in a vaccine? Give us some of the ingredients of a vaccine and ask people. I, I want to know, Michelle, uh, Von, Von Ahn, V-O-N-A-H-N on Facebook. I want to know, would you sit here and drink the ingredients, any of them, one at a time or a bunch of them, would you drink what Kate is about to tell you is in those vaccines? 
Well, Michelle, as soon as you've brought yourself into the arena, Michelle Von Ignorant, let's educate you. Because it's comments like what you've just made that are going to take children's lives. And we are all responsible for genocide. And that includes you, madam. So first of all, there's aluminium in it. What aluminium does is it pushes down your immune cells. So your first immune response goes down, but it raises your second immune response, which leads to a cytokine storm. That immune response never switches off. It can kill you there and then. Your body can literally go into suicide. That aluminium also crosses the blood-brain barrier, causes inflammation in the brain, causes dementia. It's accumulative. It has no place in the human body. Then we have mercury. That does the same thing. Goes to the brain. It causes dementia. Then you have viruses, funguses, mold, parasites, immortalized cell lines from an aborted male fetus, uh, uh, sorry, MRC5, an aborted female fetus cell lines, WI38, so you're giving boys girls and girls boys. Those cells are immortalized, which means they're tumorigenic, which means they eventually lead you to get cancer. Where's the evidence of that? One in two get cancer right now in the UK, and that's rising by 2050. On all the cancer uh, charities, it states it will be 100%. That's including you, Michelle, and your children and your relatives. It's got other chemicals in there, chemicals that explode your cells, chemicals that just cause you to get autoimmune diseases. These are all in there. There is nothing in those cells. I mean, there's even, uh, sorry, in those vaccines that should be in the human body, there's even acetone in there. I mean, you could just, there's so many different things in these vaccines. Now, the new vaccine, see, even, incidentally, Michelle, no vaccine has ever been proven safe. No vaccine has ever been proven effective. Take me through a court of law, madam, and prove me wrong. May I point you in the direction of Dr. Alan Palmer, 1,200 studies, the truth shall prevail. He wrote a book. It's free. Please do download it. And go and look, there's now over 16, 1,700 studies in that book, peer-reviewed, evidence-based studies on why vaccines are dangerous. No two vaccines have ever been tested together for their efficacy. That means you are an experiment. That means all your children are an experiment. All our veterans were experiments. It goes against the Nuremberg Act. Yes, it's not allowed. And the new vaccine is like no other. Moderna has never made a vaccine like it. It's an mRNA. It goes into your DNA. It begins to replicate in a, in a bit of a crude way. It sort of pushes eventually your own DNA out of the way. And you're no longer of the creator. Let you me, are let... no longer who you were. You are transhuman, which means they can patent you which means they can kill you and it's not genocide. So, Michelle, as you've dared to come into the chat room, come back when you've gone and educated yourself. And as for being suspended, Michelle, that suspension, they were a group of Mm -hmm. gangsters and I served them genocide notices. My practice as a nurse was in aesthetics. Do you know what that is, Michelle? It's Botox, chemical peels, dermal filler. So I was armed and dangerous with lip filler. 
It had nothing to do with my practice. I'm also a personal nutritionist, which is a bulk of my work, using nutrition to reverse disease. So all they did was I spoke the truth. Now, I then served them notice that I resigned from that nursing uh, registration body because in 2001, they were taken over by the government. So they are no longer working, advocating for the patient staying in line in accordance with their code of professional conduct. No, they are working, literally harming the public. They are, some of them are, are causing genocide. They are at the, um, at the authority of the National Institute for the Centers of Excellence on the 29th of April, 2020. The nurses and the doctors were given the authority to remove all care all medical treatment, I should say, which is food, water and essential medication from all patients who could not reach their desired goals, critical frailty score six and above. So there's one to nine, nine being terminally ill, one being someone who can look after themselves. Now, six might be someone who needs help with dressing and washing. So if they can't reach their desired goals and they get a chest infection or they get anything else wrong with them, they can have the authority, these nurses and doctors, to remove all care. Do you know what that is, Michelle? It's called Nurses of the Third Reich. That is literally genocide. And do you know what else? It even stated it in the newspapers. And I think it was the Queen's Nursing, whatever, the publication. There's been a blanket do not resuscitate without the authority or the knowledge of the patient or the relatives. A blanket do not resuscitate on patients who are elderly or they've got comorbidities, they're not being treated when they get sick. And I know this because I have testimonies of patients, relatives and nurses telling me they're not treating them. They're giving them midazolam and morphine. That's what they're giving them, putting them to sleep, depressing the respirations. It's a kosh to kill them. And it's been happening. And the healthcare professionals have been speaking out. So ship out, Michelle, go read, then come back with some comment that's got some weight behind it because it's people like you who are costing the rest of us our freedom. Yeah, let me let me address a couple of things here. Uh, you know, Michelle, and we're not out to run you off. We want you to be educated. We want you to be on our side. And we're speaking very Don't firmly to you. Michelle. Yeah, we're speaking very firmly to you because when a child, look, when we have a when I have a child who wants to just bow up at me, I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa." I'm to teach you. I'm to correct you. And I'm going to do it with the truth. And so, Michelle, when you come in the chat room, I, I, I don't know if you're trying to defend tetanus, polio, and diphtheria, but you say tetanus has not been shown to be safe either. I agree. It hasn't been shown to be safe. Neither has the polio vaccine. Neither has the diphtheria. But neither has neither have any of those been proven to prevent any of the stuff they're claimed to do because but they caught polio well let's 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 talk about the circular argument here kate because what happens is is they say well this will prevent this we have the world health organization saying that polio has been completely eradicated in africa now when it's it's just running rampant there since the last year they're lying to the public uh, when they tell you that they prevent something, let's take a person who doesn't have polio. They give you a vaccine. Okay, you don't get polio. 
then is the logical conclusion you didn't get polio because you had a strong immune system against it, or is it because you got the vaccine? Well, they want to say, oh, it's because of our vaccine, but you can't prove that. But what we can prove is that they paid out billions of dollars to those who have been harmed by vaccines, maimed, killed by them, and Michelle doesn't want to deal with that. Now, Michelle, you can go do your own research. You can go look this stuff up. Anybody else in the chat room, you can look it up. I want to give a couple of things here, Kate, and see if you can uh, address these things. And we've talked about them before. The book of Deuteronomy, again, Deuteronomy 20, God's judgments are true and faithful. Folks, if you don't believe there's a God, go read Deuteronomy 28. And then you start looking at the things that we're having in our country, in, in America. And I'm pretty sure you've got it in your country, too. As to what he says, one of the things he says is you will eat the fruit of your body, your children. You'll eat them. Now you say, well, we're not cannibals. This and that. Let me give you a, a couple of instances here, okay? Uh, one is, and I'm going to get to the vaccine in just a moment. Do you know, and this has been news for several years now, that there are companies, major companies producing quote-unquote food, um, things that you consume, let me put it that way. And in that, uh, they pulled the video here, obviously. This has been up for a while. Um, But one of the issues is they are using aborted fetuses for flavoring in food. Now, I don't know what kind of demented person came up with said, hey, let's take pieces of murdered babies and let's put them in the food for flavoring. That I, I just don't. But that's the judgment of God. Read Deuteronomy 28 and you'll see it. Then there is Dr. Stanley Plotkin, which is also mentioned in this article on the food, the flavorings and the things in the foods. This guy is considered the godfather of vaccines. I don't think, Kate, you had heard of him until I sent you this, but this was under oath. He said human fetal cells were used in in vaccines tested on the mentally insane, orphans, and children whose parents were in prison. Now, Michelle, I got to ask you a question. Are you okay with taking aborted Baby parts, fetal cells, whatever you, you, you can call them what you want, murdered babies, into your body with a vaccine. Would you drink it? See, you still haven't answered the question. You keep on with your, your blather, but you don't answer the question. Would you take a cup of what they have in the vaccine and would you consume it, drink it, knowing what's in it? That's what I want to know, and I still haven't seen a yes from you. I've seen, oh, well, the experts know this. Do you guys know more than the experts? Well, apparently we're, yep. it, we're, we're not issues of knowing more than them, are we, Kate? We're just willing to tell you what's in there. Oh. They're not willing to do that for you. Well, well, hang on a minute. I work with experts, Michelle. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is an expert. She has worked in the emergency room for years. And this is not the same in the UK. She was an MD. And then you do your doctor, of um, um, your, um, I think it's osteopath. She is so knowledgeable and she's made it her life's work now about vaccines. So I work with experts. So yes, we are the experts. You are just listening to those who are selling it and the people that they recruit to give it. And that is where, you know, when you look at a lot of these clinics, these baby clinics, they are funded by the pharmaceutical companies, just like, you know, a lot of the baby clinics are funded by the formula milk um, companies. That's how they do it. It's the same as, you know, the, um, the diabetic nurse, her training is funded by the pharmaceutical companies that make the insulin. They don't tell the patient how to keep their glycemic load very level in an undulating line, and then they won't need much insulin, and they won't get all the 
the diseases associated with being a type 1 diabetic, the vascular disease, and end up with bilateral amputations and going blind. They don't tell them that. No, they want the patient to use as much insulin as possible. Going back to polio, um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I haven't got it in front of me. But they've actually admitted recently there's been a massive outbreak of lab strain polio from the vaccine. Um, the Gate, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they killed, I think it was something like 168,000 babies and paralyzed another 48,000 or something like that in one go with a trial polio vaccine. Um, you know, these kids, they go into these countries, these third world countries and countries who don't have the same uh, levels of living standards. And when what they need is clean water, good food, they need education. They need better living conditions. Do they do that? No. They go in there with a load of poison in a syringe. And, and you know, I'm kind of done, Michelle. You had your opportunity to answer it. I've reached a point now. We're in the valley and there's a load of lock and load weapons surrounding us all, especially the children. My nephew's uh, partner is now pregnant. And that's what's in the front of my mind. So I'm done with talking to people like you. Oh, just spouting their narrative and your mind is closed. God said that his people shall die through lack of knowledge. And unfortunately, unless you come to the party, it's going to be you, madam. Well, that's right. And this is what I keep trying to get Michelle to understand. Uh, you know, she keeps throwing out some some other things and calling names. And I say, you know, you're a sophist for not answering. She says it's a stupid question. No, it's not. If you're willing to take it in your arm or in your buttocks or wherever they give you the shot, if you're willing to yeah. take it there, then okay. why aren't you willing to consume it and drink it? It's the same It's the same concoction that they're they're putting in there. Why aren't you willing to do it? Why don't you just say, yeah, I'm willing to do that. And I'll do it right here on the, on the camera. Instead of taking it this way, I'll just, I'll consume it. It's going in your body one way or the other. So what's the problem with answering the question? The real reason she won't answer the question is, is because she knows what's in there. She's been told. She's been, she's informed about that. But this is a, an issue of propaganda. People have been, I talked about this with D. Manny Mitchell yesterday. It was one of the most fascinating things that she brought to light was when she realized she had cancer. And guys, we'll have that interview. I'm hoping next week, I'm hoping we'll do it sometime. The week is filling up really fast. But one of the things that she pointed out was, she said, when I had cancer, I'm taught this is the way you treat it. My, she said, my sister had liver cancer. She said, the way we knew how to treat it was you went through chemotherapy. But then she said, when her sister was really on her deathbed, she said, my sister looked at me and she goes, it isn't the cancer that's killing me. It's, it's the treatment that's killing me. And she, and she began to understand, and I think she developed a lot of things. You guys work together. She began to understand yeah, that the cancer was a warning to you of, hey, you better watch out of what you're doing. And you can, you can pretty much put those things dormant by doing the things that you've brought to us here on the Sons of Liberty. And that was by uh, doing what God had said, what he said at the first, uh, the herb-bearing plants, the herbs, the, the, the fruits, and all of these kinds of things. And... Doing that, what he said he gave us for life, for food, what real food is, uh, if we do that, then we can experience a healing in our body. And this was the thing that she found out. And, and Dee's not a Christian. Uh, we talked, uh, we had a great conversation after that. But she, you know, I read to her from Genesis. I read to her from what, that God is our healer and all that. And she was fascinated by that, that, that those things are there. So even, you know, she was able to see these things. And it's so sad that other people... 
uh, they're willing to follow the experts. The experts who don't heal you, they don't end up healing you. They just put a Band-Aid on an open wound and say, oh, you're okay. You're okay for now. What about that, Kate? Well, cancer is a symptom. And um, it, when, you are, when you are so toxic that your liver can no longer process any more toxins and you are so deficient in vitamins and minerals, you can no longer generate an immune response because it's our own immunity that will kill a cancer cell. It recognizes that that cell has got damaged DNA and it will either repair it or it will kill it, it will cause apoptosis. Well, when you can't generate an immune response, then that's it. And then that starts to divide and grow until you have a palpable, detectable tumor. So the modern medicine, modern, mod, I don't even want to call it that anymore. The witchcraft and sorcery, which is pharmacia-led medicine, and that's what it is in the Greek translation, pharmacia is witchcraft and sorcery, is that you cut out, burn out, or poison out the symptom. Well, if you have a damp spot on your wall and you just keep painting over it, the damp keeps coming through. So if you cut a tumour out, what happens? It just pops up somewhere else at a point of weakness. And that's what Dr. Gerson discovered. So the idea is that you address the toxicity, you address the deficiency, and you build the body up so that it can generate its own immune response. And that's what you aim to do. So all of the things that they do is they destroy your immunity further by putting more and more toxins in you. And remember that chemotherapy was mustard gas. They discovered what it did after the First World War. All the soldiers that were blasted with mustard gas, it wiped out their bone marrow. So that's when they started using it. So it destroys all your cells, all of your cells. Hang on, hang so on. Just- I, 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 I got to ask a question about that. So if they discovered that in the, in, the, in the First World War and they understand what it does, why in the world there has to be something sinister, not something good behind why they would money. then take it and use it? What, what's going on there? Makes so much money. Money, 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 money. Do you know, I have to say, I'm going to say this publicly. I've had this conversation with Dr. Kevin Corbett, who I have so much respect for. And, and, and actually, as you've said, D. Manny Mitchell, I do a lot of work with her. Incredible woman. Incredible. I would say that she's one of my very close friends. We talk virtually every day. Uh, if not just on text, we talk on the phone. But Dr. Kevin Corbett and I were discussing... Um, the Spanish flu. And it's interesting because the people, first of all, radar had come in and the radar operators were all getting really sick. The people were coming out of war. They'd been eating a lot of canned food, which destroys zinc. So they would have been zinc deficient. Zinc um, you, you need for your mast cells, which line your respiratory tract. Uh, they also, it also stops replication of RNA in your cells. And also the soldiers were given a vaccine. So all these people started to get sick and the majority of the people that died, died in the sanitariums, died in the hospitals. Now, you'll always get the very old and the very young dying of illness because you don't have these things in your liver called mannose binding lectins. And they're the thing. And that's actually, you know, all these chemotherapy wipes that out as well. But they're your body's first line of defense against pneumonia until your own uh, immune cells kick in, which take a few days. So the very old and the very young don't really have a lot of these, and that's why they get picked off. But um, they all died in the sanitariums. And what was interesting was aspirin had just come out, and it didn't have a license. And they were giving, I believe it was 1,400 milligrams per hour 
for 12 hours to these patients. Now, the side effects of toxicity from aspirin is that you'll get bleeding everywhere and fluid in your lungs. Well, hello, that's what they said the symptoms were of this Spanish flu. Now, you're not telling me, this is what I'm going to say now publicly, when they started doing the trials on that drug, that would have gone through animal trials and they would have known that those levels caused those side effects. So I've got to say, I wouldn't be surprised, Spanish flu, it wasn't a Spanish flu. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was if that was another globalist push then to get rid of a whole chunk of the population. And, you know, they actually did do a study where they uh, they dug up these people <laughs> that had the Spanish flu and they had all this fluid in their lungs showed, you know, indicative. And um, they, they tried with 300 patients to recreate how you catch flu. A hundred of them, they stood in front of someone with flu really close. They didn't get it. A hundred of them, they took snot and secretions from the ears, eyes, nose, mouth and wiped it in the ears, eyes, nose and mouth. hundred patients. None of them got it. And then the last hundred, they took the secretions and they injected it in. None of them got it. So Kevin and I were talking about this. And I, I really do think that that was just another another way that they got rid of loads of people and called it a pandemic. And uh, I believe that that's what they're going to do next because we haven't seen any evidence of a pandemic. We haven't seen the numbers that would indicate a pandemic. And uh, the whole COVID-19 was on a rumour out of China. Yes, it was a rumour. And they never visualised and isolated any virus. And the very test that they used was so flawed, it had more flaws than an apartment block. And in one study on the actual test, it showed an 80% false positive. And then when you go to the PCR test, it was never, ever, ever to be a test for, you know, to, to, to show anything. It was never a diagnostic test. Well, and that not, PCR test just picks up your own fragments of your DNA. So yeah. everyone's a winner. Well, it's not just that. It's it's they're even walking back their own numbers. Oh, you know, what was the guy who was interviewing? And by the way, I appreciated the guy who interviewed Donald Trump. He tried to get him to answer questions and Donald Trump wouldn't do that. Uh, but his numbers were flawed. A thousand people in America are dying a day. Well, no, they're not. Um, in fact, they're walking it back. They've walked it back so much. It's a ridiculously small number. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't die. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not pushing that kind of thing. But it's a ridiculously small number that, as you said, and as Dr. Kaufman has said, there's no evidence of a new disease. Kate, let's close out for the radio show. We'll continue on the other side. You guys want to catch us on YouTube or Facebook. You got 20 seconds, Kate. Tell people where they can find you now, the, the platforms you're on. Okay, I'm at Kate Shemarani on Twitter. I'm on Parlor, Kate Shemarani. The website is going to get done, I promise. I am on BitChute and Brighteon. I've just got to load up. Apparently, there's a thing called Brand New Tube, which I'm going to be setting up this weekend. I'm going to be on that. I am on YouTube. I'm sure they'll throw me off. But I do have a Telegram account, and I have a group. Um, get on there. It's called Kate Shamarani, Natural Nurse. All right, let's close out right here, and we'll pick it up on the other side. Guys, have a great weekend, great Lord's Day. We'll see you on Monday, Lord willing. Adios. All right, we're back here after the radio. For those who are joining us by Red State Talk Radio, welcome. If you're on YouTube or DLive or Facebook or any of those other places that I name off that I have to have a, uh, a notepad here to keep up with all that stuff. Welcome. We're, we appreciate your support. You guys, be sure to share this. They are trying to censor Kate. I mean, they've already shut her down on the the um, 
uh, platforms, many of the platforms, the big platforms that she was on with Facebook and and YouTube. So <clears throat> be sure to share this to get her message out. And then, Kate, uh, what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to I'm going to turn it back over to you to continue what you were talking about. And I'm going to take and change this promo out that I had for Peter and his gang on on October the 31st. And let me go ahead and put that up real quickly. Um, they're going to be having uh, a meet there in uh, Haywood, the War Memorial there. Uh, in a short march, and this is to deal with this issue of the Muslim groomers. That's on October 31st. So if you are there in, uh, how do you pronounce that, Rochdale? Is that correct? Rochdale. 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 Okay, Rochdale. Then go and uh, support those guys there. Um, They've got a, 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 a big group. If you missed the interview well, uh, I'll put that in the archive today at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You'll be able to click that. That was yesterday's show, and uh, that was Peter over there in the U.K. as well. And so if you guys want to do that, do that. But then there's also uh, the meeting that you guys are going to have, and that's this one right here. Let me blow that up and get rid of this other thing. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I've got so much stuff here. Um, this is the Resist and Act for Freedom. This is going on next week, beginning at 12 p.m. We're going to cover it as best we can, like we did the week before. I'm going to make preparations because I was only set last uh, last week for about two hours, and I think we went about three and a half hours. And some people were going, why are you so eager to get off the show? I said, well, I got stuff to do. It's not that I'm eager to get away. I got yeah, stuff to do. So I'm going to make plans to do that so we can cover you know, at least four hours there or so or whatever we can do. Plus, guys, I want to let you know that on Thursday of next week, we're planning on covering Bradley in Michigan. Uh, the big Second Amendment march that's going to be taking place there at the Capitol, the protest that's going to be taking place there. We're going to cover that. That's about four hours from 10 to 2 Central Time, I believe, is what it is. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to cover all of that live uh, when we do that, and then we're going to cover Kate and what's going on at Trafalgar Square next Saturday. Just want to give you a shout-out on that. And do you want to continue your thoughts that you were giving before we had to close at the radio on the radio? Uh, so we're going to be uh, in Trafalgar Square, uh, Saturday the 19th at 12 midday, 19th of September. Um, I am not the organiser. I am guest MC. This is going to make history. There are events going on all around the world on the 19th. We are, um, I can absolutely assure you, you really don't want to miss this. We've got the veterans behind us and I'm behind the veterans. We've got nearly 5 million veterans in the UK and they are literally on their feet, I can assure you. Um, where were you when we were fighting for your freedom, for your kids? Do you want to turn around and say, I was cowering at home in the shadows? Or do you want to tell your grandchildren, I was there? I was there. And that's where you all need to be. Join us. Yeah, and you've got uh, you've got some uh, guys coming from the state. and I don't know if they're coming, but you're going to bring them in. I think you're going to try to do that some kind of uh, Skype kind of thing or a Zoom deal like we do. Uh, Dale Bigtree is going to be there. We're still trying to get Dale Bigtree on the show. We're trying to, yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to, we're going to try and do that. We have actually got some um, confirmed speakers. We've got Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Napute, Dr. Kaufman, uh, Senator Scott Jensen. We've got, uh, there's more. Uh, we've got other speakers. We've got John Wedger, who you are having uh, on your show. Uh, we've got military. We've got, we have lots of things politicians it's all there on the sheets and more whistleblowers uh, we can't talk about some things that we've got yet 
But uh, well, I say we, I am not the organizer. I am a guest. I've got nothing to do with the organization. Please don't contact me and ask me, could you be on it? It's not, it's not to me. Uh, but, you know, it's it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a moment in history. I can absolutely assure you of that. And, uh, you know, all I'm hearing now is they're going to shut the transport down in London. They're going to, they're talking about, I, I heard today that um, Israel has just announced its second lockdown. Right on cue. Yeah, well, there there's some who are Israel is also some who are putting forth a vaccine, too, from what I understand. And Kim says only if Dale wears his dog collar. He's awesome. Well, I don't know what the dog collar means. I, maybe I missed that one, Kim, but uh, he is a pit bull. He, he goes after uh, he, he's right on track of going after this stuff constantly. That's why we want to have him on the show. And I believe he's got and, and I wanted to ask him because I think, Kate, you said he also has a lawsuit out to stop our government from doing this Operation Warp Speed, which Donald Trump claims he's in charge of. He doesn't have authority to be in charge of that. That's not in our Constitution for him to be, or to use the military to dispense it. And he's against it because he says even the laws that are in place over this stuff, they're violating them all over the place, the the procedures and everything else. So um, that's why we wanted to have him on the show, was to really speak about that. Uh, He brings on some great guests that expose the stuff that, that... you know, really put their their lives and their careers on the line to come and 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 tell people about. And I think this is why you had such a great turnout at Trafalgar Square. You're saying what other people already sense. They already sense they're being lied to. They've seen enough evidence that they're lied to. And it, you know, it's one thing when you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you for instance. I've been pulled over for speeding and the like, uh, and not speeding. I mean, I had a guy pull me over one night for going 36 and a 35. And the reason was, was because of the way my car was painted. I was a young kid. I spent a bunch of money on a car, which I learned my lesson real quick by. And he thought a sesame seed from a Whopper from Burger King was somehow a pot seed. Now, I don't know how you can be in in a police force and not know the difference uh, and things of this nature. But I can have respect for somebody if they're going to uphold the law. As soon as they go into this tyrant mode, I don't have any respect for you. I just don't have any respect for you. And so I think a lot of people are latching on to your message, the message of your colleagues, and saying, look, here's the evidence here of what's gone on, and we're being lied to. And so I think that's why I I really believe on Saturday the numbers you're going to see there, there's not gonna, it's going to be elbow to – it's going to be like Lobby Day was this year in January when I was up in Virginia. It's going to be elbow to elbow there because people are going to be encouraged. I think they have been encouraged – by people turning out there in Trafalgar Square, you guys are obviously sort of leading that charge. You've been given a voice to do it. But the people come behind it because they see, hey, these people aren't backing down. They're continuing to do it even when they get these hit pieces. You know, we're going to do something on to give uh, opposition to the narrative at SonsLibertyMedia.com. I might get to it today to address these three outlets that we've talked about. So, Michelle, you probably want to read that. Uh, it'll actually have information. It won't be a hit piece. It'll actually have documentation of what's being said and uh, and share it with your friends. And you guys in the UK, uh, you guys in the chat room, you'll want to share this with people because I'm going to point back to where all the documentation is referenced. It'll be shows. It'll be other articles that we've done where we have the documentation in there. And uh, you'll want to share this with people because the media is out to shut people like Kate down. Uh, and 
the other doctors and nurses who are showing up there and the other journalists who are showing up there. And one way or the other, uh, Senator Scott Jensen out of Minnesota, Bradley had him on the other week. They're trying to shut them up because they have an agenda to push forward. And as was said of old, the media is the useful idiots. They are the useful idiots. And once they've been used... They're going to do the same thing to them. They're going to destroy them. Those who, the tyrants who are trying to get this through are going to go after them. And so they're not immune to any of the, no pun intended there, uh, they're not immune to, from any of this uh, backlash against them as well. Kate? The whole media, when the guys rang me yesterday, <laughs> I, uh, I must apologize, actually, if I seem like a Rottweiler. But um, I, I'm not. <laughs> That's why I'm single. Uh I said to the media guy yesterday, I said, he said, did I have anything else to say? I think he was from the Daily Mail, which is the biggest selling newspaper. I said, you are now um, in breach of the the Terrorism Act of 2006, part one. You are inflicting terror with intent to cause genocide on the public of the UK. And you will stand trial in a court of law personally. That's what I said, which is true. And they're all breaking the law everywhere. The media are breaking the law. The police are breaking the law. You know, people talk about common law, bringing in common law, and I'm all for common law, but right now we're using maritime law. We can't bring common law against them when they're bringing maritime law. So we have to use the laws of the land that they are bringing at us, us against them. And they are breaking laws all the time, even the media. So, so that's what we need to hold them accountable for. And that's what we will hold them accountable for. We are peaceful. We live in a democracy. And, uh, um, you know, right now, it, it, this, this is what's happening. And this is what we need to do. I, I've, I, for myself, cannot live under that regime. And that's why um, I have no fear. And I'll just keep going. And should it take my life, then that's God's will. But uh, I won't stop till there's no breath in my body. And I will see those stand trial. I'm going to see it. I hope I do see it in my lifetime. I hope I'm around to see it. I hope my children are around to see it. To see the nurses and doctors that have murdered the elderly, the infirm, the disabled, the vulnerable. Um, I I hope to see them in a court, just like we saw in the Nuremberg trials for the nurses of the Third Reich. I hope to see the media that have terrorized the public going against that Terrorism Act 2006, uh, part one. I hope to see government uh, people. And and actually, I just want to say, if you are uh, an MP, you're in government office and you lie, that's life imprisonment. So when you're lying and you get found out, which you will, because you know what? Poop always rises to the top. You look through history and there's nothing better than a sinking ship because first of all, they start throwing the rats overboard and then they all jump overboard themselves. And then second, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you look at um, the police, the police are all breaking the law and they'll stand yeah. trial as well. And well here, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me answer something here uh, because Michelle's still hanging with us. And Michelle, we appreciate you hanging with us. We really do. Uh, you say, who's going to hold these people accountable? Let, let me correct something, at least for America, that I can say. I think it applies there in England, too. I realize the government works a little different than we have here in America. But in America, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. And there's a difference. Democracy is the mob rules. Whoever, you know, Whatever in your place, you get a big mob together and say, we're going to change this. We're going to do that. We're going to do whatever. That's the rule. 
we're a republic. A republic has laws. That means there's rules. You don't play poker uh, and change the rules in the middle of the game after everybody's got a big pot there. You don't, um, you don't change the rules in the middle of the Olympics. You don't change the rules in the middle of the football game or whatever you're doing. You don't do that, okay, unless you're something – I forget this game that my kids had uh, that we played down in Alabama where you actually make up the rules as you're going. It, it was, it's very confusing and it's very hard to keep – it's a lot of fun, but it's, uh, if it's in real life, it's not any fun at all. And so we're in a republic. There are laws to be upheld. And here's the thing. Michelle says, who's going to hold them to the law? Well, i got to tell you something. When you have a government like ours, where it's become corrupt in the executive branch and in the legislative branch and in the judicial branch, i got to tell you, I wonder that myself, Michelle. I ask that question. And then I think back, at least in the American form of government, the government is we, the people. They're the first words out, and we are accountable to God. So we're not like... You know, we don't have the crown above us. We don't have a king above us except Jesus. He, that's what the, the cry of the, the founders were in the War for Independence was, no king but Jesus, and our appeal is to heaven. It is not to man. It is to God. And so when we come out and we say, wait a minute, you are in, when Kate says genocide, she's saying you're engaged in murder. Now, some people are doing it ignorantly. They don't know any better. They've just been taught, hey, this is the way we do it, um, and they're ignorant about that. And some people know exactly what they do, but the fact of the matter is the result is still the same. And so when the people come out, they have to keep pushing, and they have to keep pushing. And look, you can only push a people so far, and then you get to issues like the French Revolution. You're talking about a blood—this happened at the same time as the American War for Independence— What was the difference between the French and the Americans? The Americans had the foundation of the Word of God. They had a moral foundation. God's moral law was the foundation. And they sought to do it peacefully until they were pushed to violence. And then they responded with violence with violence. When you went to the French, yeah, early on, I mean, you can go back to Calvin in Geneva and that influence that he had, it was great. It was throughout the civil society. Uh, the 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 word of God as the foundation there, but then you have these guys coming in and they eroded all of that so that when the French Revolution, it was just basically man man determining who he wanted to wipe out. The guillotines were brought in. All, that was a bloody revolution. Is that what you people want? Is that what you want? Because you're going to get it if you abandon the moral foundations of the word of God. You're, it, whether you're in England or whether you're in the states, and I know there's some some Christian people in. England. Peter was one of them I talked with yesterday. Kate's one of them. The issue is we point back to the law of God. It is the, look, I understand our constitution in America says it's the supreme law of land. No, it's really not. The law of God really is. And the constitution bows the knee to the constitution or to the Bible where it's flawed. It needs to, to adjust itself to the law of God. And you people who say, well, let's not bring religion into it. No, religion was already brought into it in Christianity, and it was done hundreds of years before the Constitution came into play. That influence uh, came in at that time. I Personally, I think the Constitution is watered down from the law of God, but there are elements of it where I see it is standing upon good footing with that. And so with that said, uh, Kate, are there any last words you got? Because I know you've got to get going. I've got to get some things done, done too. Are there any last words well, you want to encourage people with? Emails. Just a small number. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, just the same thing. And, you know, I've got a retired cop here texting me nonsense. Um, 
this is really, it, it is what it is. And you can either cower in the shadows and sit and wait, or you can rise on your feet and resist and act because, because this is coming. You know, I'm in the, pra- I'm in the papers saying uh, the hospi kills are the, are the new showers and the ambulances are the cattle trucks. I did say that. I own up to that. Um, but are you, it, it's, it's been shown through history. And, you know, when I was working for British Airways, just to bring something else in, there was a disaster that happened where a lot of passengers actually burned to death on an aircraft that didn't take off. It had fire and it turned off the runway and the, the flames blew onto the fuselage and the junior crew member at the back opened the door. Well, the point about that is a lot of the people that got off came from the back and they stated at the inquiry that they pa- passed rows of passengers just sitting there looking around going, what's going on? Don't sit around and wait and go, what's going on? What's going on? Because you're not going to make it. It's <laughs> We're in the valley. The weapons are all around. It's a multi-pronged attack that's been planned for a long time by a very small, small amount of people. And uh, we are the majority. It's not like we're the small amount. We need to literally get off our knees and get out there. I agree. I want to I want to address one other thing, Kate, here before we go. Uh, people said, stop the pseudo-religious propaganda. Michelle said, who's God? Let me address something real quick, and I've done it before, okay? Michelle, whose God are you going to put up for law? Huh? Because you're going to submit to that. When I say every society has a theocracy for its government, that is the truth. Let me give you an example. If you're in an Islamic society... The God of that society, Allah, sets up the law. If you are in a communist society, whoever the God of that society sets up the law. And in that case, uh, you can get into, very quickly, occultism, uh, as we've talked about with uh, Alex Newman earlier this week with the BLM movement. You can get into occultism. Uh, We saw that with the the fascists in Nazi, Nazi Germany. Or you can go up into communist Russia and what was done there. And you can go into what Michelle, I think, probably wants to give here. Why don't you answer the question about giving her a platform? I'm giving her a platform because it's the truth, Michelle. Unfortunately, you have brought nothing here to the ar- to the argument except name-calling, which is an ad hom uh, attack. Brigade it's illogical. Seven. Go ahead, Kate. I'm is sorry. Michelle, is Michelle Brigade 77? Are you Michelle? Are you, are you Brigade 77 that Boris Johnson said he was mobilizing? Oh, are you part of Brigade 77, Michelle? Do you want to answer that, or do you want to slough and, and divert and go away from the, the questions of the other? The U.K. is a majority of non-religious people. Okay, Michelle, guess what? It Idiot. used to not be that way, and your laws were founded upon the law of God. This is what you're not getting. But you want to change those to a humanistic, whatever you think is good for you today, you want to change that to the laws. Okay, Gavin is saying she is. She is that. Michelle's not going to answer. She's a sophist. She's going to just throw out aspersions. So here's the thing. Let me finish that that concept. She says no, but Gavin says she is. Okay, so here's the thing, Michelle. Apparently you think your mind, your mind is law. You should determine what is right and wrong. And yet, law always comes, I mean, real law, that is a just law, comes outside of us, and it comes from our Creator, because He's the lawgiver. He is the one who established all things. 
So whether you believe that or not is irrelevant. You can believe that fire won't burn you, and you stick your hand in there, and you see what happens to it. You can believe a truck won't run over you, but you go stand out in the street while one's coming at you and remain there, and you see what happens. You can believe it won't hurt you at all, but go knock yourself out with it. So uh, she's in, uh, not you, Michelle, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and some people won't understand what I'm saying. They often say, Where, where's the, the, the chat coming from? This is coming from the Facebook page of Sons of Liberty. Okay, so I'm, I'm just throwing this out. The point is, is this. Yeah, you think for yourself. But let me ask you, Michelle, when the cops come to arrest you for something you don't think you did wrong, but it's part of their law, are you going to say, well, guys, you can't do that because this, that, and the other. What, what foundation do you have to, to stand on? At least with Kate, with myself, we point back to the law, the written law, not made up law, not pretended legislation, but to the law, and that law is based upon God's law. Again, this is not hard to understand. I am against a lot of legislation. I call it pretended legislation because it's not based on the law of God. Uh, um, D and I were talking about the issue of cannabis. Uh, that is an unlawful law. Just like prohibition was in the states, and I, you know, I get the warnings of uh, the scripture about drunkenness. I get the warnings of scripture about uh, or the exhortations of being sober-minded. But the fact of the matter is, the things they're wanting to outlaw were not outlawed in scripture. Even God didn't do that. So here's the thing: we hold to the moral law of God, and I'm telling you right now. God told us, and he told his people in the Old Testament, he said, look, I'm putting before you today life and death. What's it going to be, people? Do you want life or do you want death? Michelle, do you want life or do you want death? I'm telling you right now, if you're following the kooks that are telling you to stick stuff in your body that didn't get there naturally, it didn't come from the ground, it's coming from aborted babies, murdered babies, it's coming from mercury, it's coming from... Heavy metals being put in there is coming from all of these things that Kate has listed out earlier in the show. If you're doing that, you desire death. And the Bible tells us, I mean, God says the people desire death. They want death. Now, why is that? It's because they're in rebellion against their creator, Romans 1, 18 and following. And it is why they need a savior from sin because they're in rebellion against the creator. They're violating his law. And the only Savior, the only name given under heaven whereby men can be saved is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the command to you, Michelle, is the same one it is to me. It's the same one it is to Kate. It is to repent of your sins lest you die in them and you're already under the wrath of God. If you die in your sins, that will be eternally. And my desire is not that you be under that. Again, I've said it all along. I desire that people be on our side. They be on the Lord's side. And, Kate, you've made that chant. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. People, we saw it at uh, Pierce, uh, Corbin's arrest. We saw it um, at another, there was something else I told you, where the people are chanting, choose your side. Well, what you're saying is, your side, choose, who's going to be on the Lord's side and who's not? Now, I want to close out with one other thing, and that is this video. Guys, this ought to encourage you. This really ought to encourage you, Okay. When it comes to standing up as a group, not as individuals, because they'll pick you off. I, I believe in standing up as in individuals, but you've got to come together. And look, well, Michelle, that's fine. You don't accept my religious view. You can accept at least the moral law that's there, okay? 
Because here's the thing. If you don't, you're siding with the opposition. You're choosing your side. Now, let me show you what it is when people stand up together. This is Mark Steele. This runs about four or five minutes. You guys are going to love this. You're going to love how he... Oh, I don't even know what the word is, but how he plays with them with his little ice cream cone and all the people come around. They're wanting to arrest him. And uh, it is, Tim. He walks in his God-given authority. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you, it's going, you guys, just let me play it here. It's only about five five or six minutes. You're going to, trust me, you're going to love this. I hope it encourages you to stand fast under the authority of God. And I know Michelle isn't standing fast because she doesn't believe any of that. Not Michelle Betamer. She's obviously on our side. But the other Michelle, she doesn't. She probably cowers in fear, wearing a mask, wanting the vaccine to come out, and all of this stuff, going to put her children through it if she has any, you know, any of the other stuff. She's wanting to submit to government. She is a statist. That is the mindset. And Michelle, again, the command to you is like it is to all of us, is to repent. Here's Mark Steele. Check this out. I'm going to have to re- I'm going to report you. Hey, Mark, I've got to go. I want to call the radio. All right. Thanks so much, Kate. Thank you very much. Regulation Act of 2020, right? Yeah. Specifically Regulation 5, and that's in relation to the, that's in relation to being involved in gatherings of 30 or more people. Yeah. All right. So that's what you'll be reporting on. So that's the offence yeah. to which you've committed. I'm we committed an offence. We'd obviously warned you. You've committed an offence against the people. We are bullshit so, so at the moment, okay, so I'm going to have to take some details from you. Okay, we find a nice cream. I don't know what's happened to the video here. Um, hang on. Oh, Lord. It's the Zoom meeting. Sorry. Sorry about that, folks. Now look, the cops are letting him walk. They're not manhandling him like they were Kate. This cop's trying to be a big shot, but he's letting Mark go and buy an ice cream cone. Now, watch what happens. Just a drink. Can of coke or something? It's absolutely No, a drink's just because an ice cream then. It's because of an ice cream, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine this? Cops sitting around while a guy goes. <laughs> it gets an ice cream cone. Does Mark look like he's sweating anything? Mark, I was obviously going to put my mask on now. I just want to make sure that I communicate properly to you. Okay. Well, take the mask off, dude. You can't hear you when you put that stupid muzzle on your face. Just while you're up here, just to let you know, yeah. if, if you obstruct me in any I'm way... I'm not obstructing you at all. I'm, I'm just, just telling you, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you are deemed to obstruct me and it's been recorded, then you commit an offence. Yeah, no, no, right. I'll not obstruct you. Oh! Yeah. I'm just going to call you. No, 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 listen, 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 listen. Listen to him. At the moment, the I need salt your details, otherwise you're arrested. Give me the details. Come on then. Come on then. Come on then. Listen, listen. You're walking away from me, and I'm trying to deal with an offence. 
So an offense. I'm trying to deal with an offense. Now watch it. Wait for this. Wait for wait for what comes. It's a good record of, a, of a tyranny, Courtney. You're exactly right. But watch what happens when the people stand up with Mark. I've never met you before, so how do I know who you are? What's well, me going to do a check? Mark's field. Can I have a look on it there? Is it still with an E or with an E? E on the end. end. These are terrorists. It's a terrorist <laughs> organisation. These are terrorists in breach of the 2006 Mark, Terrorism what's Act. Date of birth, please. 291160. Thank you. Terrorists. You can surely do checks, can't you, without having any ID? Sure. Got Look at him. He's just doing his thing. He's just doing his thing, and this cop is in his face with a camera. These cops would be having a cow if you guys were out there filming them. But he's going to put it in his face. Now watch. See how the people start gathering around him? Watch what happens. You stand in front of me again, you obstruct me in the course of my duty. So therefore you commit offence. Get this on camera. Get this recorded. These police officers are illegally... They're in breach of the 2006 Terrorism Act. You might think it's funny, I can't actually tell because uh, they've got these masks on. They're in breach Mark, of the law. Mark, he's just confirmed that the university gave us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. We don't breach it. This is illegal. This is illegal. I've explained to the offence, I've reported you for that offence. The paperwork will come through the phone. I'll see you in court. 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 See you in court. Shame on you. 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 Choose your side. And you hear Kate saying, "Choose your side." Choose your side. Choose your side. Yeah, come on. Freedom. Get out, Mirla. I tell you, if that doesn't do your heart good, nothing will. The stand against tyrants. O- obedience to God is a stand against tyrants. And those of you who don't think so, you say, oh, we should just submit. Romans 13 says this. I want to ask you something. Did the prophets stand against tyrants? Did they stand against the kings of Israel who did unlawfully what God had said not to do? Yes, they did. In fact, that was their message. That was their message. Shame on you. Turn and repent. That was their message. What about John the Baptist? He stood before Herod and he said, it's unlawful for you to have your brother Philip's wife while he lives. Got his head cut off. What about the Lord Jesus? He called Herod a fox. He stood against the religious leaders of today or that day, excuse me, the Pharisees. The occultic Jews out of Babylon that followed the Talmud and the oral traditions. Yes, guys, those guys. They weren't the children of Abraham, as I said before. They were children of the devil, and that's what Jesus called them. Not what I call them. That's what Jesus called them. 
And they killed him too. And the apostles came out. And you know what they did? They always preached the law to gospel. You're a sinner. John says that sin is transgression of the law, God's law. Not any old law, not whatever man makes up, what the Creator gave us. And that is for both our good and for His glory. And so if there's anybody listening to me today, you may disagree with me. That's fine. I hope I get people who disagree with me. I'm not looking to be in an echo chamber like so many conservative talk hosts who want people to cheer them on. I, I take on the people. I, the phone lines were open. Okay? Any of you people are welcome to call in. I'll treat you like a human being. I'll speak to you if you speak to me in that way. If you want to overtalk me, I'll cut you off. I've done that too. But we can have a conversation with one another. But the command to you is the same as it is to me. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you don't know what repentance is, it means change your mind about what you're thinking right now. Maybe you're like Michelle, who is in the chat room. You need to change your mind about what you think about your reality and conform yourself to the law of God. Who's God? The one who made all things. Invisible and visible. The Lord Jesus Christ, John 1.1, Genesis 1. That God. There is no, look, nobody gets off this planet alive. All of us are going to face a day where we die here. We're going to exist somewhere. We're either going to exist in the presence of God and of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, forever glorifying Him with things that aren't, hasn't even, I mean, Paul says it hasn't even entered our minds, the thing God has prepared for those who love Him. And yet, some will exist in the presence of God under his wrath. Now, I know there have been people like Billy Graham, and yeah, I know, Michelle, one day you won't be saying that. You'll be like the rich man who goes to hell, and you'll be saying, oh, tell my friends, my family, not to come to this place. And the fact of the matter is, Jesus said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they're not going to listen to somebody if they come from the dead. So, Michelle, thumb your nose at God, spit at heaven all you want, and you're going to fall on your own back. I'm just telling you right now that the command to you is to repent. You can't say on the day of judgment, you weren't told. The Lord God has shown his love for us in this. He sent his son to die for us. He took our place under the wrath of God for our sin in order that we might be set free. Not that we, might not be in, that we might be in bondage to tyrants, that we might face his wrath, or that we might face the power of sin, that we might be free from it. See, Michelle, there's a difference between actually being free and the stuff you're doing. And uh, Jesus came to set people free. And that's what you're called to. Guys, thank you for the time that you give us this morning. We appreciate your support and everything. Please share the video um, on your platforms of where you're at. We need the support. Uh, we don't get, look, I tell you we have a need. If you want to support us, sonsoflibertymedia.com, there's a donate button, and you can do a monthly thing to be a son or daughter of liberty. We let you know the need. We're going to do it whether you support us or not financially. We're not here with our hand out for money. We're letting you know the need. And if you want to support us, we really appreciate that. But if you don't, we're going to continue to do it, and we continue to encourage you to be here 
to hear what we have to say and to share that with others. Until then, you guys have a great weekend. Great Lord's Day. You guys, go be with the people of God. Hear the word of God uh, tomorrow. And then, Lord willing, we'll be back with you on Monday. And we're going to have John Wedger on with us. Uh, I'm really excited about that. So you guys take care, and we'll see you then. Adios.